Now I know we've all sat there and thought about all the things that we could do, the people we could help, the businesses we could build, if only we had the cash flow to do it, right? And I know that there's tons of people out there who have the question of like, how do I even start to build wealth if I don't even have wealth to start out with? Like, what if I'm just your average person working every day from nine to five for a living and I'm like, how do I build wealth with this? With our next guest, Nicole Overcamp. She is a financial advisor and we dive right into this question and we break it down step by step of the things that you can do to help start building wealth when you actually don't have a whole lot of money to start out with. Now remember, it takes time to build wealth, so don't expect this stuff to start happening overnight, but you can definitely start implementing decisions and practices that can get you there. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the So She Slays podcast. I'm Heather and I'm here with our very special guest, Nicole uh, Overcamp. She is a financial expert and a business coach and she is the founder and CEO of Wilcox Financial Group and uh, Powerhouse, Powerhouse. I should probably like emphasize on the capital, uh, on the capital letters and that money coaching. So thank you so much for joining us, Nicole. How about you give us a little info about yourself and about your company? Sure. Thank you. So I founded Wilcox Financial Group 10 years ago, like Woo! this month. This is our 10 year anniversary. Oh my goodness. Congratulations. Um, Yes, time just <laughs> evaporates. And uh, and I founded the company because I just wanted to create this space that I didn't feel existed in creating a financial planning company for women, a space that is comfortable. It's not intimidating. We are talking about money in a way that is fun. Like building wealth is complicated. It's, there's so many moving parts to it. And and depending on where you are in your life is going to take so many different things and tools. But at the end of the day, like, it should be a really good time. Like we're talking about the rest of your life. It doesn't need to be a ton of jargon. It doesn't need to feel heavy. And so it, the idea was to create the space where we could do that and really listen to what women needed and wanted and I got it right. I, I am a woman, but I saw a lot of stuff that I was like, yeah, no, I never want that to be me. Right. Um, and, and then we founded Pow Her House Money Coaching from essentially the lessons that we learned from building Wilcox Financial Group, as well as what we couldn't achieve through that company. So uh, we created a money coaching program for women who just aren't ready for financial planning just yet. So what I found over the years was sometimes financial planning was just overkill. It was overwhelming. It was too much. And often women just needed a place to get started, to learn the basics, to understand financial terms, understand where their money is going, where their money should be going, paying off debt, building their credit score. And, and most importantly, mindset, your money mindset, like overcoming some of the places that you're stuck or standing in your own way, or, you know, how many times have you been your like own worst enemy, right? right? The master oh of your disaster is, is what I like to call it. So working on those habits and behaviors. So that way you're ready for the consistent season in terms of wealth building, 
as well as our business coaching program. So uh, in building the company and in taking it from ground zero negative revenue to seven figures in an industry that is dominated by old white men, I learned a lot, right? I I learned a lot about uh, one, being a business owner is really hard not what I thought it was Ooh, like just because right? you're good at your ignorance life. is bliss like, when you first start out oh it is yes amen to that and you know what actually thank god I was so ignorant because I think like you know and you can probably relate to this like if you knew what you were getting into you would have never done it so no, no. <laughs> it's kind of a good thing so all of those lessons that that I learned we we really wanted to create programming and coaching for women so that I can help with those shortcuts. I can hopefully help you avoid some pain, but really to get to where you want to go quicker, right? With the Mm. support systems that, that you're going to need. So that's a little bit about how her house. I mean, okay. So that sounds amazing. Now I, for our audience, let's, let's do a little bit of a defining from financial planning Mm -hmm. and coaching. What exactly are the differences? So financial planning, you are going to be getting um, very specific advice. Uh, often like we're using a software program. So we're telling you, for example, exactly uh, where your money should be going and in the future, what it is going to look like, what your uh, wealth is going to grow to going over investment analytics, planning for college or uh, when you, for your kids, rather, I'm sure everybody listening is, college and, you know, an adult. Um, and then also looking at like different retirement scenarios. So when you can retire, how much income you need, looking at projections and, and a lot of women that we work with want to pivot. They're like, well, I'm doing X, but I really don't love it. I'd like to either uh, go full-time in my own business or pivot and do something I'm more passionate about. Like how soon can I retire? Right. And, and really looking at those different solutions and most importantly, permission to spend. I think people look at financial planning, like, Oh, I don't want to go on a diet or that sounds terrible, but truly it's like, no, no. Um, you know, financial planning is looking at all of your assets, looking at your potential, how much you can save, where you should be saving to hit your goals, but it's permission to spend now. So you can do the things you want now but also make your future self proud. So like, what's the balance between that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then all the, the analytics in between. So I'll be able to give specific advice in terms of how to achieve that. Mm-hmm. Whereas coaching is almost like a, a very light version of financial planning, right? We're, we're talking more about habits, behavior, mindset, discipline. There's no software system involved. So we're really uh, working on cash flow. So uh, where your money is going, understanding what's what's coming in, what's going out, maybe helping uh, build a spend plan or paying down debt, increasing your credit score. So really getting you ready to be able to do financial planning, right? It's it's almost like the training wheels that you need. or It's the, the prerequisites. Plan. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Not everybody's ready for that, or especially for people who just don't have assets quite yet. You know, they need to start somewhere and yeah. that's the perfect place to start. Awesome. And how do you know then for people, like, what are your telltale signs of like, okay, I need to go to coaching or I need to, I'm okay to start planning. 
I think the biggest is one, knowing uh, you know yourself. So with coaching, it's more of a hands-on. We're talking monthly. It is definitely working a lot around your um, how you feel about money as well. And so if you're someone who needs heavy accountability or you're someone who's who goes through the cycle a lot of, um, oh my gosh, I'm doing really well. Nope, I'm doing terrible. I'm right back into debt. I'm doing really, you know, um, or anything like that. Or, or maybe you grew up and you have some negative feelings around money, whatever the case may be, that is always a good sign for coaching, um, as well as if you're literally just getting started from scratch coaching, right? Yeah. Um, whereas financial planning is definitely for someone who can um, be a little bit more self-disciplined. Uh, you may be in your career, in your business, and you do have some assets built up and, and you really know where you're, what you want in the, the process of planning is just the reverse engineering on how to make that happen, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, definitely going to be for, for someone who is ready to dive into that and, and go through everything. Yeah. Okay. Um, is there a good age to start doing all of this? Oh, as soon as possible. <laughs> so, you know, as soon as you are earning a paycheck, you should be doing one of those things. Like and you don't, you don't need a lot, right? Correct. Yeah. And, and the reality is oftentimes people don't, you know, and, and that's the beauty of whether it's money coaching or financial planning, like you don't need a ton of assets to start because going through the process helps you grow them. It helps you retain more wealth. It helps you learn how to earn more, whatever it is that you're doing. So that is a huge misconception, you know, that, that we get a lot. And, um, you know, the reality is like the sooner you start, the quicker you can do better for yourself because you don't know what you don't know. And, and sometimes we also just don't realize what we're doing. Awesome. Yeah. That's a huge yeah. thing, I think. And, you know, we kind of touched on this a little bit when it comes about to money in, in general, it's very emotional and depending on, you know, your background and all of that kind of stuff, all of that stuff comes into play on how you yourself deal with money. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I am a huge, huge advocate for learning about this kind of stuff, because I do think that we are, you know, now we're starting to experience a lot more independent women who just want to take this on themselves, but are intimidated, don't want to come off as stupid, uh, don't want to come off incompetent, don't want to be embarrassed by their financial situation. Uh, and I think, you know, talking to another woman is a good place to start when you're just like, look, I have no idea what I'm doing. Can you help me? Um, I think asking for help is probably like one of the best things that you can do. Mm -hmm. 100%. And you literally just rattled off all the things that we hear all the time from women. And, and we feel it's so important that we literally made asking for help doesn't mean you're helpless. The number one chapter in our book, um, because it is absolutely something that holds women back for those reasons. And so, you know, what we need to realize is as soon as you ask for help, you are putting your best foot forward. It's like a power play in, in the ability to really grow and learn so much quicker. Yes. A hundred percent. Okay. So I know that we kind of gave a little bit of taste of your company mm -hmm. and I highly recommend people go and check this out because I think a lot of times we kind of just like leave it up to the universe and to a certain degree, I get, I get it. And I understand. Um, but 
you know, I think empower yourself and step into this a little bit more so that you feel secure. There's less uncertainty uh, in your life when it comes to financial uh, situations. And uh, I'm really, really curious about this this subject we're going to be pivoting to about building wealth when you don't have wealth. Because I don't know, I, I am a sponge when it comes to like, <laughs> I mean, I, I read the articles or I follow the Instagram accounts with these like little tidbits of information, little nuggets and things you should be thinking about because I grew up in a household that was very like my dad takes care of the finances, which mm-hmm. is a lot of other people. Like, I mean, they come from a lot of the similar situations. And, but I took a different route in becoming a business owner and kind of, you know, freelancing because I'm also in video production as well. So it's like, I kind of took a different path than your regular nine to five working the same job for 34 years type of thing. Mm -hmm. So um, I've always been interested in the different ways to build wealth without actually having wealth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the reality is most people start building wealth from zero. I mean, where else does it come from? Because the majority, right? The majority of us were not fortunate enough to inherit wealth or a trust fund or, um, you know, any mechanism of which you're starting with wealth, right? It's a very, very, very small percentage of the population. So the rest of us have to start somewhere. And so it all starts with literally just taking action on assets, in accumulating them and saving. And what I mean by that is you could be just starting out in your business and you feel as though you're <laughs> broke because that's how we all feel when we're starting out in business or in the earlier phases anyways. Even if we have really good revenue, we still feel like we're broke because we're reinvesting it. And so that said, what is really, really critical is, is that you're paying yourself first. So you are paying yourself first and you're looking at your profit, not just your revenue, and you're starting to set some of that aside. So even if it's a little bit of money that you're investing per week or per month, it adds up and it snowballs and then you start. And if you can make that a priority in those little baby steps, it really helps because you're going to blink your eyes. You're going to be in business for 10 years and all of a sudden you have a million dollars saved and you didn't even feel it. Right. So it's, it's starting small like that and, and looking at where you can maybe skim from the top in setting some money aside. I really love the idea of automating savings because then it's out of sight, out of mind, and you're not thinking about it. And also if you don't see it, you're not likely to spend it. So what kind of systems can you set up so that you are forcing yourself to have that savings? Because I think all of us are guilty of having our money go to things that aren't necessarily intentional or thoughtful. And so it's easy to find some of those dollars to set them aside. And then as a business owner, you're actually growing an asset, are you not? You are building a business. And so what you want to look at with that in your business and your company is the the choices that you're making. So are you a freelancer where your business is just you? So if you die tomorrow, so does your business. Or are you building a company and becoming an entrepreneur? And when you're doing that, you're building a company that is going to have value without you. You are building a company that will be worth something that you could potentially sell down the road. 
that is also an asset. So thinking about how you're structuring your company to have value. And then there's, of course, a lot of other things to that that you could do and consider whether it is real estate or, or other alternative things. But at the end of the day, it is it is literally asking for help, what you said earlier, and uh, getting started and seeing what you can do with what you have, because we can all do something. It's just a matter to what degree. And then getting started and, and putting something aside is the most important thing. And we just don't give ourselves enough credit. Like we tell ourselves this lie, like we can, or we will, or tomorrow. And the reality is like, now, now is the time tomorrow doesn't ever happen. Right. So I think to echo that, um, I've always been a huge, huge advocate of, you know, doing the whole savings thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of times, you know, uh, a lot of people who have their own business and or freelance and that kind of stuff, they don't really have the knowledge to uh, start retirements, quote unquote, mm -hmm. right? Because you don't have that company that lays it out for you or you don't have like that pension or anything like that, that other companies would have. Mm -hmm. um, so I, what are your thoughts on that? And like trying to prepare for that? Because, um, I, and I, I'm going to blame my father for this one. Um, <laughs> I'm going to blame my father for this one. Um, because he really instilled the value of like saving and like, you know, you have a certain amount of money and it's either going to go to a, or it's going to go to B. So you got to decide, you know, that is that, that amount of money is not going to change. Um, but for me, I hit 25 and all of a sudden I started thinking about retirement. Uh, I don't know what 25 year old thinks about retirement at that age, um, <laughs> but that was me. Uh, so I was just like, oh, well, you know, I'm working as a freelancer. Uh, I need help trying to figure out retirement. Uh, like, what do I need to do? So on and so forth. So how do you guys help in that aspect? Because I think there's going to be a lot of entrepreneurs that are listening to this, a lot of freelancers that are listening to this. So they're just like, <laughs> I have no idea. I just save yeah. things. Yes. Yeah. So, so because you are an entrepreneur or a freelancer, you are in charge of your own benefits. You don't have an employer providing them for you. So you need to set up your own retirement account, right? Uh, that is something we help business owners with all the time in terms of what type of retirement account is best and then starting to save into it, whether it is your own 401k or there's uh, SEP IRAs or simple IRAs, just different types of retirement plans for business owners. Um, the difference, and I'm not going to get into the details now because I'll bore everybody to death, is <laughs> about how much you can defer and put in. But the good news is as being a business owner, it does help you reduce your taxes. And again, you can automate those savings. So you can set these things up to be on autopilot or some of my business owners like the ability that they can just make ad hoc contributions because they their revenue often is all over the place where they know that they may have some really high quarters, some low quarters. So to be in the driver's seat feels good, but the, I, the idea is to definitely force yourself to make sure that you are putting something aside. You know, and we have some really cool cash flow worksheets that we've come up with that show business owners where 
to put their money, right? Because a QuickBooks or some kind of bookkeeping system tells you where your money's going, but where the hangup always is, is like, where do I, where does it go? Where do I put it? So uh, it's important to figure out what you're setting aside for reserves, what you're paying yourself, what you're reinvesting in the business. And then of course, what you're saving and setting aside for retirement. Oh my gosh. I, and I can't stress that enough because quite honestly, um, when I, first started looking into financial anythings, I was so stinking intimidated. And I straight up, like I owned my own ignorance. I, <laughs> I went, I went to um, some people and I was like, how, can you just explain this to me? I don't even, I don't even know. Like the, I am a huge advocate too, for it's like, I feel like this type of stuff should be taught in like high school or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, because we don't, we, we have no idea unless, you know, you go into a company where it has it all set up for you. I don't even know where to start. Right. And like we said before, it's very intimidating and you're almost embarrassed that you don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, so what are some tips you can give to people to, we're going to break it down into two. What are some tips that you can give to people to maybe start practicing some of this on their own before they start coming to you? Mm -hmm. So I think uh, number one thing is know where your money is going. So how much money is coming into your business and then what's going out? So what are your total expenses what are you paying yourself? And can you make room to start setting money aside for retirement? And then as you're going through that and going through that audit, make sure that all of the expenses that you do have in your business are necessary. Uh, did you forget that they were there or are they providing the ROI or the return on your investment that you thought they initially would? Or was it just like that shiny penny syndrome where some of us love to throw money at our problems, but it's not really solving the problem. So it's time to let that go. So really good to just do an audit of your overall business expenses anyways, and, and realize that in look at your numbers. And I know for a lot of freelancers, especially creatives, like numbers sound painful. Oh my gosh. I promise you, if you just have a money date with yourself and break it down, it's not that hard, but that's really where you need to get started. It's kind of, it's, it's almost, and I'm speaking from experience, mm -hmm. it's <laughs> getting over that initial hump of like, oh, I don't want to do this math and numbers suck. Like, <laughs> So it's one of those things that you just like, you just got to get over that initial hump. But then what I love about, you know, technology and where we are in this world is that it, it, a lot of the stuff is on automated. So it's like, I literally just set up the system and then I forget about it. I was like, it just, it does its thing. And then like, I'll re I'll revisit it every now and then, you know, to make sure things are, you know, happening according to plan. Uh, but other than that, I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to think about this. I have other things I have to think about. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I highly encourage that. What are some tips for our audience when it comes to their relationship with money? Like how, how do they determine, you know, the level at which, you know, they're, they're, I guess, emotionally dealing with money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think first it's just like owning it. Like, where do you stand right now with money? Just ask yourself, love it, hate it, indifferent, anxious, like write down your feelings when it comes to money, because when you put it on paper, it's easier to one own it, but then realize, okay, wow. Like I actually didn't allow myself to recognize this. So now where do I need to start? And so if all of your feelings are positive and good, you may be 
ready to move forward to the step of either financial planning or working on the things that you already have going, if it is negative, or maybe you feel like you're not deserving of wealth because you're afraid of where that might take you or how your family may judge you, that happens a lot, depending on where you came from, you may need to work on some other uh, things like an imposter syndrome or the understanding that more money helps more people and that money can be a good thing and you're not going to become a bad person and, and really working on some of those feelings. So it can help you understand where your journey with money needs to begin um, and then work on a healthy journey with that because often we uh, relate money to things that have nothing to do with money, right? It's our feelings, it's our levels of vulnerability. And so uh, it allows you to have that, that base level of, okay, I'm owning this now. Now I can, can take this forward in, in whatever direction that is to then move forward and, and adjust accordingly because sometimes we don't even realize how we were feeling or, or feeling a certain way because like it's subconscious, right? Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's starting there and then in deciding how to adjust your sales. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, to wrap this up, where can people find you, get a hold of you, all the stuff? Sure. So Instagram is a great place to start. Uh, I'll make sure that you have our handle in the show notes, but it is pow her house money. And I'd invite anybody to shoot me a DM to interact. The link in our bio also has links to all of our websites, our information workshops that we're doing. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Nicole, for joining us and for sharing all this great advice when it comes to financial planning. Uh, I, again, I'm going to stress this to the audience. I don't think, uh, I know all of us know what's important, but it's like really, really important. Just tackle it. Don't be intimidated by it. Don't be embarrassed by it. I mean, that's why we have, you know, women uh, who are in this industry too, because we all know how it feels to like walk in and not see, you know, somebody represent you and you automatically feel like you're dumb. <laughs> so you're just like, wow. Okay. Um, so to wrap this up, thank you for listening Slay Nation and we will catch you next time.